Welcome to another episode of No Parachute. Today is April 6th, 2020, Monday of Holy Week. Boy, am I excited for Holy Week, and it's just uh, such a letdown this year, having to stay home and try to stream it. Uh, I live in a place where the internet's not great, and missing out on any piece of Holy Week is just a drag. So let's try to spiritually connect here. Um, I think this is the first time I've read every reading of Holy Week, or that I will, and so I'm excited to see the connections here as we go. But the first reading is from Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 7. Our responsorial psalm is Psalm 27, verses 1, 2, and 3, and then 13 through 14, with the response coming from 1a. The verse before the gospel doesn't have a, uh, a verse to it. And then the gospel is John 12, 1 through 11. So Isaiah... This is just a straight up call out for Jesus. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty on this one. Here is my servant who I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, with whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench until he establishes justice on the earth. I mean, I know Isaiah is is writing back in the day, but um, he's pretty much just talking about Jesus here and that the Messiah will come. Knocking stuff over on my desk here. Um... And again, Isaiah is written from about 742 B.C. to about 687. That's what it looks like here in my Bible. And so we're 700 and change years away from Jesus. Uh, And I always like to put this in context. What was happening 700 years ago? We talk about 1320. It's like... Middle Ages to now, that's how far away Isaiah is from Jesus. Ooh, didn't mute my computer. Um, so it's it's a long way. We we keep going. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with its crops, who gives breath to its people and spirit to those who walk in it. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have formed you and set you as a covenant of the people. And that right there, I mean, God creates covenants with nations, but he does it through an individual, right? When he did it with Abraham and Moses, the, the nation and the family, he did it through those people. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people and a light to the nations, which means this is going to be a person who uh, renews the covenant with God. And I, I really think reading through today's readings, trust is really the underlying theme here. The response in, in the psalm is, The Lord is my light and my salvation. I had my kids climbing on me this morning as I was reading these in bed, 
if I don't get out of the house by 5.30, they usually come in and jump on me. So uh, I'm singing, the Lord is my light and my salvation. I won't do that to you, though. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Just that line right there. The Lord is my life's refuge. Where you go to take refuge. Some of us like to go out into the woods and have our quiet, maybe on a hunt or, you know, we live next to a state forest and there's a bunch of people that like to bird watch. Um, Where do you go to take refuge in life, to get your quiet, to get your prayer, to get your connection back with God? Or just get away from the crazy for a little while. This is David here saying, the Lord is my life's refuge. Prayer is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? When evildoers come at me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies themselves stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war be waged upon me, even then I will trust. So I read a great book um, that's a historical fiction about David and his three mighty warriors. And what an amazing, uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name of, uh, it's days of war, I think, or something like that. Uh, but it, it puts into and gives detail and light to what David was going through while Saul was chasing him all the way until uh, David joined with the Philistines in, in battles against non-Jewish lands. And uh, I encourage you to maybe just read through um, some of the story of David in, in Samuel and Kings and try to put yourself in his shoes as he's sitting in a camp, a war camp, just trust in the Lord. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, verse before the gospel, hail to you, our King, you alone are compassionate with our faults. Again, with, with trust being the theme here, you alone are compassionate with our faults, which means in that trust, we know though we sin and we avoid sin, that we're not always successful. And we have to trust in the compassion of our God to allow us back into his arms. All right, the, the gospel is John 12, 1 through 11. This is the story of um, one of the stories of Martha and Mary uh, serving Jesus. This is after Lazarus had been raised from the dead. Uh, Martha serving and Mary would rather just worship and and uh, I'm going to read the first part here but I, I want to kind of give an overview of the story first Mary takes the leader of perfume anoints Jesus' feet dries it with her hair um, and Judas says why was this oil not sold for 300 days wages and given to the poor and it even makes a side note, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, leave her alone. Let her keep 
for this. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. So I want to focus on the first part of this, probably the first three verses. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a quick dinner. They gave a quick dinner. They gave a dinner there for him, and Martha served, while Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him. Mary took a liter of costly perfumed oil made of genuine aromatic nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. What I get when I read this is the different ways that we are called to serve. Um, Some of the most beautifully holy people I've ever met are cloistered nuns. And what they're called to do is much like Mary in the reading here. And that's to sit at the feet of Jesus and praise him. And then intercede on our behalf and on behalf of the whole world. And then there's others. um, I'm thinking of some uh, great ministries here locally to me. Um, Men Unleashed. Obviously, uh, all the the ministries through my church are amazing. But there's one called Men Unleashed here. I'm pretty sure it's Protestant or uh, they don't really care what kind of Christian you are. But these guys are just on fire for serving literally anyone that needs it. Um, they'll just drive around town, and if someone's lawn looks tall, they'll mow it. If there's trash in the yard, they'll pick it up. Um, if, so, if they see someone having a hard time getting in their house, they'll build them a handicap ramp. Like, they're just going around searching for ways to serve people. And that's Martha here in this story. If she wants to serve through her works, her Lord... And Mary is still praising through her works, but her works are her prayer. Or her works are her worship. And I think, I think the same could be said for Martha. Her works are her worship. It's just two different ways to serve, two different ways that we are called to serve. And I don't know that we are all called to only serve in one way or the other. I think we're all called, or most of us are called, to serve in both ways. And to recognize those times when we can serve like Martha and get on our feet and go be the hands and feet of Jesus. And then there are times we're called to serve like Mary and get on our knees and worship. So whatever you're called to today, I hope you listen to the call of God to serve him in the way that you're called to serve today. Lord Jesus, watch over and protect this whole world. Heal us of covid And allow us to serve you by serving others. We pray all these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.